What's going on, Boiler Nation? It's Thursday night. It's January 18th, 2024. Brand new episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, streaming live on our Facebook page, on our X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, channel, and on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube so you never miss a new episode when we release it and if you're listening to this at a later time on your favorite podcast platform please give us a rating and review that really helps us out with all that said i'm tanner lee co-host evan webb in the house other co-host andrew eiler i don't think will be joining us tonight but we could be surprised i want to thank you and andrew for holding down the fort last week you guys did an awesome job thank you it was a it's always a little nervous when our fearless leader can't join us, but hey, we got oh, it done. Yeah, leader. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the ones and twos, typically. Um, I like this little thing on the bottom. I didn't run. I didn't do that last week. I messed up. I just, um, I just added it. So okay, that's why. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it, it was fun. Um, it was good to get Andrew on there. I was fully prepared to just run it by myself. If I had to, but I'm hopping on. Hopefully, I know he's got daddy duty tonight with yeah. the baby. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, understand that. But uh. Yeah, it was, it, people glad people chimed in last week, so it was fun. Yeah, no, you guys did a real good job, and uh, it's never fun to cover a loss like you guys did, mm-hmm. but you did a good job. Thankfully, tonight we don't have to do that, especially from the game on Tuesday night. So we get a recap, uh, a relaxing win over Penn State, and what it ended up being a relaxing win over. <laughs> Got a little tight there for a second, but yeah, I mean. I was trying to think back. I mean, like we've seen you know, going back, I mean, as our lifetime, like I feel like we've never seen probably the most comfortable one we've had in Bloomington was the 2020 game, the Bob Knight game when he came back when boy was kind of, you know, one going away. I don't think it was <clears throat> I think it was kind of tight. I don't remember that game too specifically, but I remember I think it might have been tight a little bit and then towards the end Purdue kind of just pulled away. I think Purdue um, won by like I think won by like eleven or thirteen or yeah. something. something like but I mean, I, I mean I, my one of my sales reps, he, he's a degenerate like yourself. Um, and he was asking me that morning, he goes, do you think Purdue covers? I'm like, what's the spread? He goes nine and a half. I'm like, absolutely not. Like I've seen, you know, I, in my heart, I was like, you know, Purdue, what happened? I, I actually thought like that should happen. Like perfect world. Like Purdue, I think is that much better than Indiana. However, you know, we've seen, you know, the 2010 team, is, you know, final four destined before prior Robbie's injury um, go up against a early Tom green team that needed that, you know, missed a Verdell Jones half court. heave that would have sent like, so just because of that, I'm just never take these games for granted. Um, you know, no matter it truly is like you throw the record book out. I mean, as we saw the last two years, Purdue's been, you know, top ranked and have fallen. Um, so it was pretty cool to see them just kind of, as I kind of tweeted from our, from our, X account, um, just very business-like, just took out, went out there, handled business, you know, absorbed a huge blow in the second half and one going away again. Ted Berkey on YouTube, great win, but now we need to focus on Iowa. All goals are still ahead of us. Yeah, I was hot. I was hot. Yeah, it's- I mean, obviously as fans, it's, it's fun to, it's been a fun couple of days just kind of seeing anything, but you obviously you hope, and I'm pretty positive that come when afternoon painter was already on them about you know can't have a letdown you know yeah. already focus on iowa you know that game's over so yeah because iowa they don't play defense but if they're hitting shots they can put up points oh yeah sure. and that place will be rocking i mean yep. Yep. as we've kind of seen anytime you know a top five team comes into a and it goes into opposing arena that it gives a little extra juice um but yeah it's it's not gonna be easy um 
I hope it's easy. I hope it's kind of similar again to the 20, what, 2017 game where we went out there and just hit like a million threes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was uh, actually, it was 2018. 2018. Uh, yes. 2018. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We had a school other, record. Yep. Yeah. Edwards, PJ senior, Isaac Haas senior. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Klein hit a lot that game. So that's right. Uh, Ted said he was at the 2010 game. I was nervous the entire game. Yeah. So you've been down there. I have not. I'm afraid to go down there. I went down uh, the 2011 game. Um, haven't been back since. Didn't have a very good experience, even though Purdue led from wire to wire, ended up winning by single digits. That was Joanna Etwan's senior year. Mm-hmm. Trone Johnson actually had a good game as a true freshman that mm-hmm. game. Um, just not a good experience, but they also set the paint crew in the middle of one of three IU student sections. So what do you mm-hmm. you're just asking to not having a good experience? Yeah. Um, they also threw stuff at our bus, at the paint crew bus when it was leaving. So yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I, I'll probably go back eventually, but I'm in, I'm in no rush. Let's put it that way. <laughs> said he had oh, quarters wow. thrown at his head when they were leaving the arena. Yes, I've heard uh, many Jeez. stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I know Purdue's got their fans that aren't don't behave either, but some fan bases have more than others. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put it that way, it seems like. And, yeah. and there's some uh, stories on Knucklehead Central today floating around about people's experience at the game uh, not uh, even that co- game but like the like other games like the non-purdue games like it's yeah. pretty crazy my cousin and her husband went this week he uh, her husband was texting me the other day i didn't even know they went until yesterday he didn't say if they had any bad experience or anything so mm-hmm. i don't know but but yeah we will get into that game but uh first purdue had a very enjoyable what i call relaxing win for once <laughs> Over Penn State, a team that would then turn around and help Purdue out by beating Wisconsin. That's just that's the Big Ten in a nutshell. Life on the yeah. road, I guess. Um, but how how do you think Purdue played against Penn State? Um, it, I mean, it was nice to see you know a bounce back win after that Nebraska loss. Um, you kind of you always wonder you know how a team responds after a loss like that. Um, and played really really well. Um, and I think Penn State made it more of a game than it really was I mean, it was only it was oh yeah they end up point. covering a, yeah yeah and it was a 17 point game but in reality it felt like a, it really was probably closer to a 30 point game yes um but i mean it was nice to see um i mean purdue shot what 45 almost 46 percent uh, from three for the game um free throws were you know left a little to be desi- a little to be desired um but again we saw after you know not having a great game in Nebraska, Zach Eady kind of returned to normal form of you know thirty points, twenty rebounds. Yeah. Was it his second 30-20 game in yes. his career? Um, was is it only him and Blake Griffin have done that multiple times? Is that what the stat was? Um, I didn't see that. I just saw the stat where he joined Swan again and, and Travion. Um, Travion for 30 20 games. And- I think there was a stat. It was like I think him and Blake Griffin are the only two that have ever done it multiple times. I believe it. I believe it. Blake um, was pretty darn good. Uh, he was all right. Um, <laughs> I mean, Lance Jones, you know, 14 points. Fletcher had points. Um, then it kind of just kind of just, you know, helped out. Um, is this the oh, – this is the game. Okay. I thought I was looking at this. Wrong half. Um, you know, I had 14 turnovers, but it's actually less than what uh, Penn State – I think Penn State averaged like 16 – that was probably one of my biggest worries was just like, you know, obviously coming after the Nebraska game where I mean, pretty only had 14 turns in that game, which is kind of the timing of them was horrible. 
Um, so I wonder, you know, with Penn State, you know, would they speed them up? You know, that you know that kind of thing. But Purdue, I feel like Purdue held their own really, really well, um, and just kind of, I mean, I think Penn State kind of had it close to the beginning, but then they Purdue just asserted their dominance and was off to the races. Yep, yep, and like like I, like I mentioned, it was just nice to have a relaxing win for once, and not have to mm-hmm. stress or or you know feel feel tight until midway in the second half or, or whatever. And, you know, I felt good going into it. I mean, Penn state is one of the bottom teams in the big 10 and, mm-hmm. and just being played at Mackey. If it was played at Bryce Jordan center, I would felt yeah. differently. even though yeah. I'd say it's probably the least raucous environment in the big 10. And it's still probably one of the tougher places to play just because of how dead it usually is. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how Mike Rhodes uh, kind of fares at Penn state. I think it's such, it's such a tough job just because obviously mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, huge football school um you know i feel like it's pretty hard to recruit there just because they, they have been you know they're always half of the big 10 if not the bottom um obviously michael shrewsbury did a hell of a job and you know two years he was there um i mean obviously you've got some pretty nice career martyrs but you're, you're competing against villanova and every east coast team out there um so it's a tough job we'll see i mean i like that ace baldwin kid um what he he's was, quick eight eight ten yeah eight ten player of the year and defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. So that was, that mm-hmm. was like, um, who was it? The Kanye Clary. He was, he was really good. Three or five from three, um, 16 points. We held him to 16 shots. Another very efficient day for him. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was just, you know, in the rare, what's now the rare, um, day Saturday game. Um, it was nice to have a nice relaxing Saturday evening. <laughs> Ted Berkey again on YouTube asked if Penn State's the hardest job in the big 10. I would say it is. Yeah, I'd probably it's probably up there. I think Nebraska, of course, is a football school, even though they think they're a lot better than they really are. Um, but they got, I would say, a better arena. Well, even though I've heard the Bryce Jordan Center is actually a really nice arena, um, I think yeah, Nebraska not, probably not got better basketball, basketball facilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Northwestern's a tough job. I mean, just because historically they've only made a tournament couple times but and i feel like with northwestern you also have the academic side of like the yeah. higher academic standards um yeah. you know it's you're in chicago which is nice obviously a draw but again like you know illinois kind of dominated the yeah. state recruiting it is yep. um yeah penn state's gotta be up there because i feel like yep. it, it's just so tough yeah, Minnesota's probably a sleeper for a tough one too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've had good teams in the past. So. Yeah. They were what tied last time I knew with Michigan State. I don't know what the score oh, is. Wow. Now it was 37-37 last time I knew. Who was there was a stat for ED. It might have been like I don't know if it was rebounds or double doubles, but Minnesota had a kid a couple years ago who like absolutely dominated um with double doubles. I can't he was a I can't, was it Murphy? I can't remember his Jordan name. Murphy. He Jordan Murphy. Jordan Murphy. He was a yeah, stud. he was. He was six seven center. Six seven six yeah. eight center. Yeah. Michigan State is up two with seven forty one left. Oh wow. At Michigan State. So hmm. um monitoring on that one. Yes, Ted said Bryce Jordan can't fill the lower bowl. It is true yeah. but sad. <laughs> I was watching them. I was watching part of the Wisconsin game the other day. Yeah, yeah, it was a Wisconsin game. And they had like they zoomed in on the like student section. I was like, they have to zoom in because if they zoom out, oh, there's yeah. probably nobody within that twenty oh, yeah. person radius. It's bad, man. It's yeah. I've I've rarely ever seen that place almost full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just sad. So, 
But yep, good win for Boilers, 95-78 over Penn State. And then uh, as you tweeted from our X account, they you're like, good win. Got you know who coming up on Tuesday with a puking emoji. Mm-hmm. Um, and Indiana was coming off a uh, uh, win. A win over Minnesota that Friday night, yeah. pretty convincing win. So they're feeling pretty good about themselves. And uh, um, yeah, I do remember when Purdue won the Big Ten Conference in 2010. There were more Purdue fans in stands than <laughs> State fans. Um, but Purdue was coming into a raucous environment. In Indiana it was Peacock game, which yep. Purdue's used to about every Tuesday night. Have another one upcoming yeah. <laughs> next Tuesday at home against Michigan. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, sold out, white out for Indiana. But uh, man, I don't think Purdue could have played much of a better first half. No, and this—I mean, this is a game. I was trying to figure out, like, going into it, like who I feel like Purdue wanted it more. Yes, um, or we might, we like needed it more, which is weird because I feel like because IU needed that game because they're, you know, if you look at their tournament resume, they're you know very clearly out right now. Um, they don't have a signature win. They're, you know, their best wins probably at Michigan, um, which isn't even all that great. Um, you know, they had some good chances in the pre or the non-con with Kansas at home. Let that one get slip away. And you know, they got blown out against UConn. Got blown out against Auburn. Um, and with the Big Ten kind of struggling this year, there's not a whole lot of opportunities to get like legitimate good wins. Um, and so I was like, man, you know, how's it? You know. Like, you know, it was, it was a little different last year because both teams were, were really good. Um, so I was curious to see how this team was going to perform. And, yeah, Purdue just came out and just kicked him in the freaking face. <laughs> yeah, and I know you watch Indiana a lot more than I do because your wife's mm-hmm. an alum and she she she's a fan and, and like she should be and enjoys yeah. watching them. Um, but I, I kept saying every time I watch them, I'm like, this team is just – I don't see it. I just yeah. don't see it. And, and you know, They've I know got, we got plenty a lot of, of talent. talent. Individ- individual, but, yes. I mean, I mean – I, They've got three five stars in their starting lineup, and that's more than Painter's ever recruited in his 18 years at Purdue. <laughs> I mean, I know, and we we like to hype up recruiting rankings too. I get it, but sometimes I think those things are so meaningless. Um, you know, um, but I mean, if if Purdue gets a five star, I would be gushing and and and, and excited. And I think Evan, I think I lost your connection. Um, I hope it's not on my end. I think it's on your end. <laughs> You're frozen on my end, so I'm gonna keep going. But uh, I, I, yeah, I think sometimes recruiting rankings are pointless. I mean, for example, uh, I always look back at uh, two guys who are early painter recruits: Chris, Chris Kramer, Keegan Grant. I mean, uh, Kramer was, I believe, a two or three star. Keegan Grant, I think, was right around there too, as well. And they were fundamental pieces of getting Purdue uh, back, back going, um, and with their winning ways establishing a culture um and evan disconnected he should be joining us again here shortly having some wi-fi issues it looks like so so sometimes i don't i don't put a lot of stake into those recruiting rankings but if we're going to talk about that yes indiana does have three five stars um whereas purdue does not have a five star but when you have a better coach usually uh results go your way and look at the box score i mean Braden smith had a really tough time shooting Two for 14 from the field, but besides that, I thought he played a really good game. He's still at six uh, rebounds and nine assists to go along with five points. Um, he was in control of the game from a turnover standpoint, and that's what you want your point guard to be. I mean, he's taking a lot of flack online from national talking heads, 
of saying oh, Purdue's not going to be a Final Four team because of the way Braden Smith plays, yada, yada, yada. But I'm not worried about that. He just off-night shooting. I was uh, just recapping, Evan. I was kind of talking about how recruiting rankings are kind of pointless in a ways. Uh, oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah you still um, got to get it done. And I said that, you know, how early on in the Painter era, two guys come to my mind, Chris Kramer and Keegan Grant, they weren't very mm-hmm. highly ranked recruits, but they were fundamental in getting Purdue back to their winning ways and establishing a culture. Mm-hmm. But if, if we're going to look at recruiting rankings, then yes, Indiana has more talent on the court, but it helps when you have a better coach on your sidelines. 100%. I mean, I mean so we say rankings don't matter until – Cannon catchings is a five star. Then well, that's true. That's what I said. I said yeah. Purdue, if Purdue gets a five star, I'll be like gushing about it and all excited. Yeah, uh, but it also, I mean, I think not all five stars are created equal. I mean, some are just you know that's five stars because of potential. Um, and I feel like you know, you know, Painter going after a five star is a little bit different because he's looking for very specific things. If, if the kid's a five star and Painter after him, there's probably a very good reason why Painter likes him. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, look at, I mean, Mbako, he obviously started there. He scored their first seven points. He's mm-hmm. really come on. He's doing better. He struggled, excuse me, really, really early in the season. Um, he was a kid, you know, was committed to Duke forever and then uh, decommitted in the spring and, you know, committed to Indiana, was down between them and Kansas. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Malik Renew was a five star who um, was committed to Florida with Mike White. And then, de- he was a yeah, he, de- he decommitted. Um, or when Mike White got, or he left for Georgia, he decommitted, yep. and Woody got him probably because you know he was teammates with Jalen Hutchinson at Monteverde. Just a head scratching move. Uh, he must have just not been treated well, Florida, or wanted yeah. out, or I, I don't know something. Don't yeah. Know. Um, and then obviously Khalil Ware, who was a five star, who went to Oregon for a year, and then you know transferred. Who actually was it was interesting. Uh, he was an interesting one because. He didn't play a whole lot at Oregon last year, or you know, he I mean nothing like how you think a five star would, especially a big man. Um, and he was still, you know, like a potential lottery pick in last year's mock drafts, and he opted to come back, transfer, and end up going to Indiana. I think he was like the number one transfer at the time. Um, he was one I was really interested to see because I obviously, like I said, I, I watch you know pretty much every Indiana game because my wife. Um, he dominates the you know the teams that don't have a legit big man. And then when it games against Kansas, uh, UConn with Klingon, Kansas with Dickinson, Auburn was super physical. He, you know, he may get, you know, double digits, but it's very inefficient. Um, and so I was really curious to see how he did with Edie. I kind of thought Edie might take his lunch money. He actually defended Edie a lot better than I thought he would. So mm-hmm. credit to him. Um, but he was just ineffective on the offensive side. Um, but yeah, going into it, I was just like, they have all the talent. And if it clicks, you know, it could be, be pretty dangerous, um, especially with the six-year guard Xavier Johnson, um, who's a whole nother thing. Um, Caleb like, Gerald kind of here on Twitter asked, "Do you think teammates are tired of Xavier?" Yeah. I would say, from the outside looking in, so. I don't know how he couldn't be because something's yeah. going on there. I don't know if it's yeah, you know, the team issue or him. He's he's acting up all the time. Yeah, and you you hope like he can get help if he needs it, um, or you know if it is a mental health thing. I'm just like, is this just something he's struggling with, or is he just being? a jackass for the sake of being a jackass. I don't know. Um, but yeah. obviously it's like, it's always been that way. I mean, it was too, I mean, even I remember when he committed to Indiana, um, seeing Pittsburgh fans of like, like I'm have fun with him. Like, cause he like, you know, was, you know, didn't have a greatest restaurant and had, you know, was prone to getting texts. Um, cause that's one thing I had seen about, 
um, kind of just the discourse of Indiana basketball. Like people are like, this team doesn't look like they enjoy playing together. Um, like they just feel like they're all just, just a bunch of dudes out there wearing the same jersey, but they're not an actual team. Um, Galloway is one of the few guys I think he really seems like he really, you know, gives a crap about, especially I mean, even that game on Tuesday. Well, not according to their Dan Dockage. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ripped Galloway um, pretty good on his show yesterday. Yeah, I think he's a gamer. Um, obviously, a you know, painter was going after him before getting Ivy and Morton. Um, and he's a kid that and I kind of mentioned earlier this year. Um, I think he's a kid that if you want to stop Indiana, you got to stop him. Obviously, obviously, Renew who's really good. Where they're really good, but I think Galloway really gives them juice when he gets going. Um, and he was a great supplementary piece last year to TJD and Huchifino. Like he just, you know, kind of just the spot up shooter when he needed it. Cause he, he shot horribly before, but then last year he was like 50%, 40%. Um, but I think he's been asked to do a little too much this year and it's not his game. Um, he's great when he's just, cause he gets up in you on defense, um, plays with a ton of energy. And when he gets going, it gets everybody else going. So when he started going in the second half, I was like, Oh crap, <laughs> this, is not, this is like my biggest fear for this yeah. game. Um, but credit to Purdue for kind of just staying calm. I saw a lot of people like next saying, "Why is the painter calling timeout?" I, I kind of like how painters kind of said, you know, I think just I was one of them. Team. I was, I I'm was sure. <laughs> with the nine. I'm like, I was at the TV. I'm like, timeout, Matt. Come on. Like, yeah, but he kind of just let him. He knows better than me. Yeah, um, yeah. They, you know, Airport. took the punch. Um, shout out the lawyer for hitting a three. That kind of helped stem the tide oh, a little he was bit. Huge. He shut me up. Um, but yeah, I mean, they Purdue kind of. You know, because I was like, I was fine in the first half because obviously Purdue was up 22. Um, but that little run it kind of made me lose my mind a little bit. Well, and I knew um, they'd make a run, I was just surprised oh, yeah. it happened. Yes, that was my I was like, you know, they're gonna make a run. You know, my thought was like, they're gonna make a run, you know, out around chip the chip away, you know, kind of chip, chip away. away yeah, it, yeah, it was gonna slow, and then maybe at like the 10 minute mark, it'll be you know, a 10 point game or a 15 right. point or something right. like that. But it was like, right. oh, it was a nine point game within like four minutes. I was like, oh, yeah. crap. Three minutes. Three <laughs> yeah. minutes. Because yeah. my wife's like, calm down. Because that's when I started getting a little vocal. And yeah. She's like, calm down. Yeah. It's still a nine point game. I said, I said, if they do in the next three minutes what they just did, it's going to be a tie ball game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, like, I was, yeah. Um, then uh, yeah, Kilowar picked up his third foul, and then like I, I think I saw someone on the board said so, like he could have like hit E with a sledgehammer, and he still wouldn't have picked up. Like there was no way he was getting his fourth foul just because I don't know what it is with like I, you see it a lot when guys have like, a key player has their third foul, their first three fouls are really easy to call, and then that fourth foul is like they can do like get away with murder before they get yeah. called for their fourth foul. It seems like You're right. Because um, right. that was huge. Because that, that's the thing. Because I've I've seen a couple times this year watching Indiana. Like Woodson has the auto bench rule with two fouls, which Painter kind of does too. Um, but man, the fact that Ware and and Mbaka went out like five minutes into the game, it felt like, and then didn't mm-hmm. come in to like a minute left in the half. I was like, what's the point? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that was like I, even I was yelling to you like like four minutes left. I was like, you've got to get them back in this game if you want any chance of like yep. not making this a absolute blowout right now. Yeah, um, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and and um, you know I was kind of speaking on this one. I lost you for a second there with your connection mm-hmm. issue. Uh, Braden Smith, I mean, awful game shooting, two for 14, mm-hmm. but still he impacted the game other areas. He had six rebounds, nine assists, controlled yeah. the ball, limited turnovers. So I still thought he played well, but come out of this game, all the national talking heads, you know, field of 68, and, and yeah. there's some other ones out there. They're saying this is the reason why Purdue's not going to make the Final Four, their guard play, and they point out Braden Smith. I'm like, do you guys even watch the games? Right. I mean, it annoys as me. I, as, as I told you, it's like – it's. Uh, 
when you when you when we were talking about that in our group chat with Andrew, it was like, wait a minute, so you're telling me Purdue went into one of the yeah. probably most hostile environments in all of college basketball. Um, they're arguably their second best player, did not play well from a scoring standpoint, and they won by 21. Yeah. And yet then um, people are coming out, but yeah. made takeaway from those games. I don't see Purdue making the final four. It's like Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like especially the, like Field of 68, I mean, now like listening to their yeah. stuff, I feel like they flip flop a lot. And they I do. just feel like just with the general discussion around Purdue, I feel like the people see a lot more when they trash Purdue just because yeah. of the fact that um then you get the Purdue fans, you know, chiming in like, you guys are idiots, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you have everybody else who for some reason hates Purdue for whatever right. reason. Um, uh, and they chime in, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. I don't get it. Big time boiler on YouTube says boiler up and horns down. So TCU or uh, no, not TCU. It was uh, UCF beat them last night. It was doing horns yeah. down. Yeah. And UCF beat Kansas. Uh, yeah, last week. So welcome to the Big Twelve. These <laughs> and podcasts, it, was, it was it was at Texas. Yes, yes. Yeah. These podcasts like the field of sixty eight flip flop like crazy. Ted Berkey yeah. on YouTube. We still need to figure everything out and play a complete game. We have one and a half months to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's I mean, it's, there is that. Yeah, like how hey, we, we haven't I feel like we haven't played a perfect game yet, which I mean. So it's hard to play a perfect game. Uh, I mean, those the other teams have scholarship players too. And I will say, I'm waiting for the game where Edie Lawyer and Smith all three click. I think yeah. they're, they're all in one game. I think the closest was Arizona. Yeah, um, but it'll happen eventually. But it's nice to get two out of three, like we did yeah. on Tuesday. And like I said, Braden just didn't click from a point standpoint. He still impacted the game in other he areas. He controls that game. Yeah, but, you know, and Zach had 33 and 14, but according to him, he didn't play well because he lost missed a lot of shots around the rim. <laughs> he did. And then Fletcher had a really good game shooting thir- uh, 19 points. And Lance Jones had 17 points. Uh, mm-hmm. Lance Jones, I never, I didn't know what to expect of him coming into this year. I never would have expected uh, his role to be what it is, to where yeah. he's taking eight, nine, ten threes a game. <laughs> and even if he's only hitting three or four, they're big time threes. I still think it might be a little too much for Painter's taste. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but, At least he's not but, I mean, 40 it, footers like he was early in the season. Right. Yeah. Um, but we had that. Those uh, he had that couple breakaways where it was just like, and people you know tweeted about it, it's like this is something we just didn't have last year where he had that breakaway right. speed. Right. Um, just the joy he plays. It's, it's so much fun. Like I, I, you know, I was talking to another friend of mine um, after the game. Because she brought up, you know, she loved Lance Jones. I was like, I uh, I thought it was going to be hard to unseat John Octis as my favorite Purdue transfer. Nothing because we haven't really had a ton, I, at least in the modern, in like our modern era. I guess like Willie Dean was a transfer, Carl Andrew was technically a transfer, and all that. But I guess like in the modern painter era, um, you know, to unseat John Octis as my favorite transfer, I think Lance Jones is going to blow by that, like by a you know a country mile. Like he is, you know, I love John Octis, but Lance Jones has just been so much fun to watch. Um, yeah. Obviously, there was a whole you know um, journey piece about him about his dad, which you know we, we knew about his dad from the summer. Um, but I didn't know anything about hearing, the visit though. Yeah, the, the the hearing about the you know that happened on the visit, you know the fact that the team, you know the whole team went to the funeral after just like just barely knowing this kid. Like I just it just makes you love mm-hmm. this team even more. Just a bunch yep. of good dudes. Um, yeah, his his role has been uh, incredible this year. His defense has been great. Um, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, hey, where he's going to come in and be a you know defensive stopper, maybe hit a couple threes here and there just to kind of add a different shooter. Um, but, yeah, he's been incredible. Yep. 
Sure has. Yeah, it speaks to Purdue's culture. Like you said, yeah. you know, the players going to the funeral when they hardly have known him. And, and speaking of culture, I think it was all over the place on, on, on social media and even on the, on all the sports channels. Seven foot four national player of the year, diving for a loose ball with four or so minutes to go up 15. And yeah. uh, Cleo Ware just leaning down to grab it. That's, that's culture yeah. right there. Yeah, that was. I was I was so pumped when I saw that because like yeah. I mean hey, maybe like, get off my couch. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's always fun because you always hear like announcers, you know, when they come to Mac or whatever. It's like all you know these fans they know basketball, they appreciate hard work. You always see when a Kramer would dive on the floor or something like people would go nuts over that, maybe more than maybe a dunk. And yeah, that was one of the one of my probably favorite parts of the game, just because it was just oh, like yes. we were up set, we were up fifteen seventeen. You know, he's the biggest dude on the floor and probably in easily the slowest like he's still pretty quick for his size but like in oh, comparison yeah. to everybody else he's the slowest and he beat Kalelware to that um to that you know had the the wherewithal to toss it up to lance who got a breakaway layup and yeah i was just like i was so hoping he was gonna just watch it yeah, yeah. Thing, but um but yeah, yeah i think it just yeah, showed like that was the if you wanted to look at you know the if you wanted to pinpoint one thing in a game that told the story like it was that right there of like you know 100 yeah, the five star versus the kid who was four hundred thirty six or whatever in his in his recruiting class, and um, one had an incredible game and one forgettable night. Well, in in, in about Zach, what a takeaway for me was he went for ten for eleven from the line. Yep, that's just a cheat code when you have a seven foot four center who can do that in that environment. Yeah, he struggled in that building before. I don't know if it was yeah, last year getting, before. But... You know, he's getting berated by f bombs and middle fingers mm-hmm. when he's up there at the line and tunes it out, just nails him. Most of them, yeah. I mean, a couple of them kind of rattled home, but most of them were nothing but net. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's he's just a take it for granted. We year. take it oh, for yeah. granted. I tell yeah. myself not to, and I take him for granted. Yeah, because I was thinking about this game like earlier today. I was thinking like we we're going to talk about, it, and I was like, man, we're going to talk about ED again. Like, can we talk about something else? I was like, why? Like, like this? Like, I I get like you know it's same old. You know, we're we're used to it, and it's incredible. But it's like. And even Robbie said in the broadcast is like you need to appreciate, which it's, it's a little bit odd because you feel like a lot of times when you have great player, like you you kind of know they're great, and then they leave, and you're like, oh, and then afterwards, you're like, oh damn, they were they were great. Like I, like I think about that with like Carson Edwards, like you know, and I loved them yep. watching them play, but then like I, now I, I look back and you know I watch the highlights from the Tennessee game, the Virginia game, it's like, damn, he was so good. Yeah. Like like it just yep. I wish I could have because obviously I even mean, you also forget that leading up to the tournament, like he struggled a lot. Um, he wasn't shooting as well. Um, going into the tournament, right. but um, both Edie, you know, we kind of got that last year. We're like, damn, this is like we're the best player in the country. And then usually yeah. when that happens, they're gone. Same with Jaden Ivy. Like it was like he was good as freshman year, or you saw it. And then sophomore year was like, boom, this is you know he's kind of on the scene. Then all of a sudden he's gone. And then like yep. he's going to do even better in the NBA. And he already did at Purdue. Yep. But with Edie, it was like he's the best player in college basketball. Oh, we get him. We get him again for a whole year. God forbid, you know, obviously preventing injury. Um, but it's just like. You know, people say you don't want to talk about you. It's like why? Like this, why? <laughs> this is like let's have fun with it. Like you know, this is right. this is a pretty finite time we're gonna have to watch him in a pretty uniform. Um, yep. And I guess technically, yes, he could come back. But he even said in the press conference, this was the last time playing at Assembly yep. Hall, and he wanted that win so badly. I mean, and actually, too, I kind of forgot about this. That was that was his first win there with fans because 2020, his freshman year was the coat. You know, there was no fans. I guess 2021, mm-hmm. um, there's no fans there. So for him to get that, for Mason to get that. Um, you tell they really wanted that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another guy we took for granted, of course, was Caleb Biggie Swanigan. Yeah. Left too soon, but uh, 
took him for granted. Another guy even, and I shared this on my Instagram story today. There's some account put out highlights of Robbie Hummel from his time at Purdue. And just go back and watch that. Even in his, you know, so-called fifth year, his senior year, mm-hmm. that dude was so good. You just yeah. you forget how good he really was, especially when he was healthy, though. My yeah. gosh. Yeah, so I've been trying to just like – Yep, just take and it. Just, just have enjoy watching Zach as much as we can because I mean, it, it makes it so much better when he, he's just a good dude. Um, he's funny. He's got a great personality. Um, but yeah, it's awesome to watch. Uh, big time boilers. That was definitely the most in control. Lance Jones has looked all season. Mm-hmm. If he plays like that the rest of the year, we might not lose another game. Yeah, I mean, it was welcome to the rivalry for him. Um, he had he did not shy away from anything. He hit some big shots. I uh, loved obviously. <laughs> just endearing himself to the pretty fancy more in the post game. They asked him, you know, what, what his thoughts were of the, of the environment. He goes, it was cool. It's no Mac. You know, <laughs> like I love this kid so much. I just yeah. He's <laughs> done. Then Fletcher said it was loud during the game, but got silent when everybody left four minutes to go. Yeah. That's like, then, yeah, uh, he'll, uh, he'll get proper the, treatment there next two years. Oh yeah. I mean, then you like, I mean, shout out to a pretty creative team. Cause I almost yep. tweeted uh, from our account yesterday of like, we're waiting on this like post. Cause they've done a great job of like showing, you know, cinematic uh you know videos after after games especially after wins and i was like they better they better be cooking up something good because i've been waiting for this all day and they delivered you know a five minute video and then zach at the end you know they're trying to beat traffic which i thought was just absolutely hilarious but yeah because it's very not very often you get a chance to watch the hoosiers you know leave early and out of disgust for their team yep yep it's uh it was the biggest win in Bloomington for the Boilers since 1934, and it was the biggest biggest win by either team in the rivalry since 2003. So by point margin. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Didn't they beat? Them. Didn't they beat Purdue by like 30 when Hammonds was a freshman at Mackey? I thought they did, but there were there was a tweet out there the other day that said that since 2003. Huh. Maybe maybe it was the biggest Purdue win in the series since 2003. That could be. I could see yeah, that. That would yeah. make more sense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that yeah. Hammonds game. Yeah, in 2013. <laughs> that was ugly. Yeah, that Very was really ugly. Because um, I think yeah, I think that was 90-something to 60-something. It was bad. It was really yeah. bad. Yeah. I think Hammonds went for 30 or 20 or something. Yeah. Did, but, but it was just yeah. like, it was that was the yeah. really that was the number one seed in the NFC. But, but, um, yeah. We'll see these two teams go at it again February 10th, which is going to be 8 o'clock. And they'll be here before we know it. It'll be yeah. an 8 o'clock game on Fox that night. Saturday night game in Mackey. Place will be rocking. Um, but we got a lot of basketball to play before then. And so does Indiana. Indiana's got two tough ones coming up on the road to Wisconsin tomorrow night. Now it's going to be a pissed off Wisconsin team. And then mm-hmm. on the road to Illinois, why Purdue goes on the road to Iowa and then back home against Michigan the next two. Yeah, they go to so, a Wisconsin place that they never won at. They never won at the Cole Center. Cole Center's not that old, but still it's a pretty crazy stat. <laughs> it used to be the toughest place to play in the Big Ten at one time. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't the loudest or most intimidating, but Bo Ryan for a while just did not lose there. The baby Boilers were the first team to kind of get over that that hump and Mm -hmm. uh, become the first team to win there twice in a row for a long time. But now it's not as crazy as it used to be. But but yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of basketball to be played. And I was talking to my dad today, and you know, Dad says the older he gets, he doesn't get as angry at losses, but he gets more sad and depressed. <laughs> and he said he's having, keeps reminding himself to really enjoy the wins. 
on the the journey. He said it's hard to do in the moment because you're not thinking about it. But, you know, because at the end of the day, when it becomes late late March, early April, better better early April for what I'm going to say, four teams are going to be ecstatic about their season. And then one team out of those four is going to be the only team truly, truly happy. Right. I mean, you're going to have 16 seeds, 15 seeds, 14 seeds. If they happen to win a game or a 10 seed happens to win a couple of games that makes sweet 16, they'll be ecstatic about their season. But yeah. as far as the main goal, you're only going to have four teams at the end smiling about their season, looking back on it. So. Right. Yeah. And just, I mean, enjoy it. and I just think about, I mean, I try and just enjoy it. Cause again, it's like, this is the only year that we're going to have this specific team. Obviously, That's you know, next year's team could look, incredibly different um which is with departures and everything um so yeah just trying to enjoy every win possible and you know, the losses yep. even it's been two of them they've stunk um but yeah it's just every win especially on the road um whether it's by one or a hundred it's it's always incredible for a team to go on the road in the big ten and get a win as we've seen i mean i know there's been kind of already you know before tuesday night it was like oh you know we thought it was produced you know conference losing out to wisconsin you know they're you know projected uh, they could run the table you know that john rossian tweeted you know the big 10 runs through madison which i mean i guess technically yes like at that time they were undefeated yes. and then all of a sudden they go to penn state and get beat uh now all of a sudden now it's you know, a cruise race you know, again one lo- yeah one loss behind them um and they get them twice obviously you know it's gonna be really they're gonna be tough matchups both times um but that's all i can ask for just at the end of the year just have a chance to yep. beat those teams Michigan State is up 10 with 27 seconds left. So they are going to escape. That would have been nice to see them lose a home game to Minnesota, but they're going to escape with a win. But uh, yeah, 87. On Illinois. Stop the count. Stop the count. 87 <laughs> 66 win by the Boilers and Blue 10 on Tuesday. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, I guess I where mean, does that one rank? Where does that one rank for you? Man, that's a good question. I guess just in general, they have to be like at Bloom. I was the ones down so that, there a little bit more. That's a good more question, special. though, because, you know, growing up until that 9 10 season, you and I hadn't really seen Purdue win in Bloomington. No. I mean, I think before that, the last time they won in Bloomington was like 99 or 2000. Or, Which I, I, we wouldn't were even remember. I wouldn't even remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even remember that. So um, yeah, this is up there as far as just embarrassing them. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this was the least I've ever seen my IU friends on Facebook even post before IU Purdue game. Just yeah. seemed like it was dead from their yeah. their end, which usually it's not. Um, man, I really enjoyed that AJ Hammonds one in 2015, um, which yeah. was John Ockes yep. dunk game. Yep, I really enjoyed that one. Um, there was one in 07. We ended up being on my birthday. It was supposed to be on Valentine's Day, but there was a big mm-hmm. snowstorm, and it got moved back. It was uh, Carl Andre, David Teague's senior, Chris Kramer, King Grant's freshman year, and DJ White and Kramer kind of got into a scuffle. That was a fun yep. one. David Teague had a great game that night. Um, the 03 game, which we mentioned earlier, uh, Kenny Lowe and Willie Dean had good games that night. I remember the golden black headline was Matt uh, – Mackie Massacre or Massacre at Mackie, something. I was like at that, that game because I, I was. I love that one because that one's special to me. Because I think it was. It's probably my first memory of that game of of this rivalry, like that I can like vividly remember. Um, because I was I was sick. I probably I wasn't as sick as like I feel like I, as I remember me being. For me, I was probably. I feel like now I feel like I was like on my deathbed, but I somehow convinced my mom to let me go to the game. Uh, and yeah, Kenny Lowe was one of my favorite players growing up. So to see him. You know, go off and pump up the crowd. I thought it was just so cool. Um, 
big time boiler said best part for me was I was at Kilroy's downtown for this game for a work function. I was like the oh, only man. producer in there. That's it'll be territory hostile environment there. Oh, God. Got I, out I'm, alive. I'm to the point now where especially this game, like oh, I can't, I can't there are probably there are probably like six people in my life that I can watch a Purdue game with and yeah, like, I don't have many be either. okay with. Because a lot of times like you know, I've watched games with people because it's not like necessarily like them. It's more of like just me personally, because I'm just such a ball of anxiety during games. Yeah. And then you get into the people like where, you know, they don't care about the game. So they just want to talk. And I'm like, I don't like, I'm no offense to you, but get out of my face. Like <laughs> I'm locked into this game. Yep. Um, you know, obviously my wife, you, my, you know, my mom, my dad, right. um, our friends, I'm, I'm cool watching games with cause they're, they understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going to that, man, I would have been, there's bad. There's no way I could have done that. So credit to you, big time, because I would have been, yeah. I would have, I, I would have, I would have made up an excuse to not go because there's no way, no chance in hell. I had a friend text me who went to. He was a good friend of mine from when I studied abroad. I he texted me the day of the game. I thought he was going to ask me to watch the game. I was like, because I saw his name pop up, and I was like, I didn't read the message yet. And I was like, well, I'm at the, how am I going to get out of this? Because right. no, nothing against him. There's, there's no chance in hell I'm watching that game with yep. him. Like it's hard enough to watch it with my wife. Cause I get it because of me. Um, it's like it lose my mind, but um, I, I, yeah, I get that way with Purdue football, basketball and Denver Bronco football. Like I, yeah. there's a select people I'll watch a game with. I, cause I like to get a little into the game. I like to get up yeah. and walk around and pace. That's how I cope if I'm nervous yeah. during a game. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah, the yeah. mix. I mean, I Fun watched. Experience. Yeah, my wife and I, our first game together, I guess, watching was the 16 game when Hamlin got called for goaltending. That was bullshit. Um, we watched that at a, at a bar with our good with Andrew actually and his wife. Um, no, who was we were at then they were just dating at the time. Um, but so that was a, that was the last time I'd watched a game like that in public. That wasn't at Mackey, um, and it will probably yeah. be the last time I watch a game like that because there's not a chance in hell of leaving my house for any game unless it's at Mackey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope. I I just people wouldn't want me to be in a public environment. No, yeah. Game. So yeah, but uh, no, that was a good question. Um, I have a question for you too, and I was thinking about this yeah. today, and I meant to text you and Andrew so you could prepare, but I completely forgot because that's just how I am. But. Do you have a bucket list of items, if Purdue football or basketball related, that you want to check off before you kick the bucket someday? And, and I guess to pre- preface this, we can't say like national championship or final four okay. because, I mean, those are kind of givens. And the, I guess of things that like you definitely could plan to do. I guess final four national championship, you don't know because you don't know if Purdue will right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I guess I'd like, like to see Purdue in every opposing stadium and arena. Yep. Um, that's that's where I am I'm at. Far from doing any of that. Oh, right me now. too. I've, I've seen, I'm way off. I haven't seen Purdue play in any opposing big uh, Big Ten arena. I should say it's going to get a little harder next year with, mm-hmm. with the West Coast teams coming. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe thinking of the you know the true Big Ten you know arenas that are in, actually in the Midwest. Um, I haven't been to any. I've been to any Big Ten arena. Um, I've seen Purdue play in, at Notre Dame in the NIT in what O two, um, yep. and I've seen Purdue in a couple NCAA tournament games. Um, but that's it. I've seen them in Indy, obviously, um, but I haven't seen them in any other arena football. I've been to IU. I was really little. Don't remember the game at all. Um, I haven't been to Notre Dame, um, but I think I've seen them in every arena. And um, and see, I'd love to go to Northwestern or go to Illinois because those are obviously closer. Um, we've been to a yeah. concert. 
in Illinois. We have, we have been to concert in Illinois, yes. I've not, <laughs> been, not seen Pretty Play there. Yeah. Um, probably that for sure. Um, I mean, I kind of checked one off this last year, uh, or last year was seeing Purdue play in the Big Ten Championship in football. That was really cool. Um, and I've seen Purdue win the Big Ten tournament um, in basketball in 09, or yeah, 09. Yep. yep. Um, so that was cool. Um, gosh, that's a good question. What about you? Uh, I, I'm right there with you. Um, and, and, and Ted here on, on YouTube saying road games on the opponents rush the court really hurt. I've seen it twice. Just be cautious when you go on the road. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta be, no matter if you're watching any, any of your teams in any sport, pro collegiately, yeah. definitely pros really, you gotta be yeah. very careful when you're, when you're in road environments, people are crazy, especially when they've had alcohol in their system. But, um, yeah, I've, I've only crossed off in basketball. I've been to Michigan, Indiana, Ohio state. Yeah. And those were all years ago. And yeah, uh, so football, I've too. been yeah. to Indiana and Illinois for football. Illinois okay. twice, Indiana once. And, I, and I've been to Notre Dame for basketball, the NIT game that you mentioned, and football mm-hmm. um, numerous times. Yeah. But, yeah, I I need to start working on that. I Every year I say, I'm going to pick a game for football and basketball I'm going to go to. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't. I just don't. So yeah. I need to start doing that. Because besides that, I don't know. Um I guess the only other one, I mean, this is kind of easy to answer, but would be just going on the non-conference road game for football or basketball yeah. would be fun. Aside from Notre Dame, you know, going to Corvallis next year, Oregon State would be fun. Or yeah. um, when they play Ole Miss, if they, you know, if they do eventually, because they're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. But, or Vanderbilt, you know, when they play their TCU, just just different ones. Wake Forest, different ones in the in the future. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, I just thought the Final Four, National Championship, you know, yeah, college football playoff, those are too easy <laughs> yeah. to easy to yeah. put on there because they're and they're kind of what ifs too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess there's probably not as many with collegiate sports as there are pro sports because pro sports yeah. is probably different venues you want to go to or different yeah. things. Or like even like even see here certain in, guys play. Yeah, yeah, living here in Indy, like going to see you know the Pacers play somebody because you want to, you know, see the Spurs right. you want to see, you want to see right. Wimbyama or right. the Lakers because you want to see LeBron or, or say, yeah, that's something I'd love to do. Right. I haven't done enough really. Um, but that's always, yeah. I know like next year the Bears play in, in Indy. So I'm going to try and hopefully. Yeah. You need to do dad. that. Yeah. Talk yeah. My dad and I went a couple years ago. I think 2016 is when they last played in Indy. Was that the um, Brian Hoyer? And uh, I don't even know who played for the Colts that day. I don't even remember. They lost. Hoyer it was not fun. The, um, yeah. I think Hoyer was the starter yeah, for the I've Bears seen Breeze play in the NFL, which was all, I've seen him yep. twice actually in the NFL against the Bears. was awesome. I saw him for I've the Chargers. Actually. I never saw him for the Saints. Okay. I mean, yeah. you and I were both at the Kyle Orton Broncos Colts game when, yep. when Brandon Marshall broke the record for reception. Yeah, Josh or McDaniel went for it on fourth down, fourth and one twice, and they couldn't get it either time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I saw Kyle actually play there. I was a member of the Bears too. He they won Sunday Night Football. It was the inaugural game at Lucas That's Oil. Right. Yep. And uh, uh, a rookie named yeah. Matt Forte went. Matt nuts Forte tore him up. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did. That's right. So, yep. Yep. So and I had the uh, looking forward to Saturday's game. I've got the box score from the original game or from the game earlier this year, which I forgot was in December. <laughs> it was a month ago. Uh, pretty one eighty-seven sixty-eight. Um. Fran got a tech. I remember that early. Oh, yeah, Iowa, early. Yes, Iowa, yeah. Yeah, Iowa, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much kind of dominated that game. It was kind of over early again. Uh, Zach went 25 and 12. Lance had 17. Lawyer had 12. TKR had 10. 
Braden had two, but he had six rebounds, eight assists, one turnover, one steal. So it was kind of a, you know, we, were, we didn't need Braden. Um, Mason had 12. Yeah, so and that was a game we were coming off the Northwestern loss. So we were mm-hmm. not in a good mood. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we fare pretty well at Carver Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but. It'll yeah, be rocking. Score, yeah, the leading score was Ben Cricky, or however you spell his name. He's probably the one I'm worried about. Um, maybe he's you know, you know, six seven, six eight, but he can you know he can move. Kind of that. Kind of had trouble with that this year. With like, was it Mast from Nebraska? Kind of yeah. gave us a little bit of trouble. Who hasn't played that way since. They had two points last night and a lost yeah. in their overtime to Rutgers. They haven't shot near as well the last couple games. Nope. No, yeah, Tony Perkins had 12, and that was the only thing they had for in terms of double figures. Um, they went six of 18 from three. Um, so we, neither team really shot the three well. They shot 33%. We shot 32%. Uh, we shot 68% from the free throw line, so we didn't really have, like, from us. We, we still yeah, I, 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 remember, I know I watched it, but I just don't remember much about it. I just, yeah. I don't. I don't. I think that was one of those games where, again, it was like it was, well, I mean, it was a – Oh, I know why I don't remember much about. I missed half of the game because I was doing my Monday night podcast. It was a Monday oh, that's night right. game. Right, it's a Monday night game. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's why I don't remember. Um, it was like a nineteen point game that really was like a twenty five point game that kind of just you know they kind of scored some at the end with walk ons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's gonna be rocking um, for sure. They're obviously gonna want revenge. They're playing a little bit better, um, but hopefully, 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 teams focused and. Doesn't have a letdown after a big, you know, big win. Yeah, thankfully, yeah. thankfully it's not like a quick turn. I mean, it's it's a decent turnaround, but it's not like it's Thursday to Sunday or anything crazy like that. It's a, they've had a couple days to get their minds right. Hopefully, yeah. I wonder what the spread will be. I could see Purdue being favored. Oh well, Purdue's just favored nine and a half of Bloomington. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I wanted, I was to, say by that. Seven, I wanted to say seven points. I'm gonna be. I, I'm gonna be between like nine and twelve. I You're probably right. Probably, probably higher yeah. than it probably should be, but yeah, I I'll predict a seven point Purdue win, seventy seven seventy. Purdue gets it done. I'm going with MVP Braden Smith. Bounces back, has fifteen points. I'm gonna say Purdue eighty, Iowa sixty nine. I like your prediction better. Uh, MVP. I think Zach has his third straight 30-point game. Putting that uh, National Player of the Year award uh, back where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so should be fun. Hopefully, Fran gets a tech or two. Yeah. Um, so we can see the Fran meter just go up. Um, you know, it is, and that's another thing. Is It's incredible. I saw this on the message boards where since Matt Painter became produced coach, which was 19 years ago, which is hard to believe, huh. Indiana's had more head coaches than anybody in the conference. Really? Oh, yeah. They've had five or six? Five? They've had one more than anybody else. Wow. Yeah, because they've had what? Mike Davis, Kelvin Sampson. Was Mike Davis there when, when Painter took over? Yep. That's right. I guess yeah, because that was yeah. like the yep. Robert Baden years. Wow. Yep. So Mike Davis, Davis, then then Samson, then Crean, then Miller. Well, now, I mean, I guess technically you could you could count Dockage for like a. You hot could. Second. This person didn't, but it was okay. five. And okay. Some some other programs have had four in that time span, but not. Yeah. I mean, is, is, the only other. There, though, yep. Is a, is a one. one. Yeah. The, the program that's the winningest in that time was Wisconsin. 
Because Bo Ryan and Greg Gard had they yeah. have the most wins in that time. Period. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yep. Pretty well, crazy. Had who was Amaker there when when Painter took over? I feel like he was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then Beeline. Then Howard. Howard, which be a pretty plays on two or on Tuesday night. Yep. Um. <sighs> Yeah, but I mean, Northwestern can't count Phil Martelli because he just he just coaches whatever yeah. the hell he wants. Yeah, <laughs> and they just do they do whatever they want up there. It's yeah, weird. God, weird speaking stuff. of them, they're they're down. Oh, they're down three though. Illinois right now. They were down like eleven to two. Those two um, usually play close games against each other. So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind Michigan pulling that one out for Purdue's Not sake. At all. So not at all. Um, anything, anything else you want to hit on tonight? I don't think I have anything really from the well. I guess we could talk one thing football wise. Uh, big recruiting news. Yes. Last week. Uh, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Terion Grant. Yep. Uh, cornerback or defensive back from Tennessee, a 2025 commit who had, he even said he had been silently committed to Purdue for over a month. He just yeah. waiting on a few things to announce it. And, and we had heard rumors, but yeah. I didn't know how truthful they were. Um, well, I mean, Walter said on his radio show, like, oh, we got a top 50 kid committed. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like, wait, what? <laughs> but now it's, it's, can't Purdue get him to stick? But Gosh, he's yeah. saying all the right things. He's, you know, because yeah. he, he got offers from some of the who's who of college yeah. football. And he's saying it's all about the relationship and everything. And Walters has a good pedigree of, and reputation of uh, getting defensive backs to the pros. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man, so far on paper, that 2025 class is looking pretty good. I know it's early. But this this yeah. staffs they're working hard. They're working hard. Yeah, and obviously they've done. A, I think they've done a great job in the in the portal for coming into next year. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I, really, I mean, I really have no complaints at all. I mean, obviously it's no. it's going to be a whole new beast next year of the Big Ten with the expansion. Um, but yeah, I feel like you know, they they addressed the concerns that we had, which is offensive line and. Um, you know, just getting some better players. Obviously, you, you know, obviously the Caraway or Scorton news and all that, that sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Burks and all that. But I mean, for the most part, they've addressed the issues that we had. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, we're definitely in basketball mode. We'll have more yeah. talk about football in the off season, but, but yeah, that it's exciting news though. I mean, that's numbers wise. That's one of Purdue's top ranked recruits of all time, if not top. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Bone Crusher Williams was technically a five-star, but recruiting rankings and data was so different in the yeah. early 2000s than it is now. Um, but he's ranked yeah. higher than George Karloftis, David Bell, Rondell Moore. Wow. So, yeah. Selwyn Lyman was up there. Yes, he was. He was up there. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I, I love Walters. And I love, you know, seeing him at basketball games, you know, having guys, you know, down near the court. Like, it's – that's cool to see. Um, he had a tweet right after the Purdue game. Oh yeah, on Tuesday night. He did. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. He, he and Signati are gonna. Because <laughs> we're all fine. That the rivalry needs it. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it, it makes it yeah it makes it fun. Um, yeah, it just it, I I love the fact just seeing all the stuff that came out after the game of whether it be the player the basketball players you know football team doing something like that it's yeah, it just cracks me up and it makes it I mean, it's, it's college football or it's college sports yeah. like it's you're supposed yep. to be petty like it's it's what makes yep. it fun you don't really get yep. this in the pros with the pro teams um but yeah college sport the, the pettiness is what makes it really fun oh, you know yes. people want to want to you know crap on people for caring more than those but it's like it's sports like at the end of the day it's sports like yes it's yeah it's fun um 
and yeah, to see like yeah, the post game players doing stuff. I actually someone pointed like out third graders. Yeah, gosh, I had someone send that video today, like just so like a random friend who has no affiliation to either school. They just like this is just so funny. I was like, and I said like, my response was like, it just reminds you that no matter how much spotlight these guys have, they're still 18, 22 year olds. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, in some case, unless you play football for Miami, Florida, you might be twenty seven. <laughs> So those don't know, there's a kid from Miami who was granted a ninth year of eligibility. He's had like four season injuries. <laughs> I saw someone say, "Bro was about on NCAA 14. He might be on NCAA 24." I mean, I, I know it sounds heartless and mean. I know he's playing because he obviously loves the sport. But it's right, like, yes. dude, you're not going pro. Like, I mean, it, like one of our first, how many degrees does he have? I hope he at least has right. two, if not three, by now. Yeah. Well, if I um, asked, I mean, our, Andrew's his wife is a doctor, <laughs> and he's he's gonna be in the classroom more than she was in the classroom. I mean, um, it's just it's that's that's my big like my dad complains about the COVID year all the time, and yeah. we're just hoping you know after this next year things just kind of get back to a little bit of normalcy, and you just don't get these. Seventh year guys, sixth year guys, because really yeah. nobody even should be playing a sixth year. I mean, that's right. how it used to be. And um, now you got a ninth year guy. I saw that. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. I sent it to our group chat. I was like, I, I, first I thought I didn't send it at first. I was like, this is a fake, right? And I was like, yeah. nope, he is going to play a ninth year <laughs> of college football. <laughs> he I was mean, in the he, class of like 2015. I mean, like, some of his teammates were nine years old when he got to college. <laughs> <laughs> They're in oh, elementary school. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. You know, he's because <laughs> there was the thing like the like one of the articles was like, oh, he played his first seven years at Oregon. <laughs> like just the absurdity of just that statement itself is just so dumb. Oh, um, man. But yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I love college. I love college sports. It's what makes it fun. Um, oh yeah. Well, like I was gonna say, I don't know if this is. Uh, I hope it's true because again, just the pettiness of it is awesome. I don't know if it is, but when you watch that video that the Purdue creative team put out, they have a shot of the street, a street in Bloomington, and in the shot you can see a Taco Bell, and it's like, is that a shot in Baco? It, it, it is the Taco Bell. It's not the Taco Bell. Right, but it was just like, is that just like yeah, a shot? Yeah. Just like, like, just hey, we don't forget. <laughs> yeah, because because I was hoping it was the Taco Bell, and someone's like, no, yeah. that Taco Bell's on Third Street, or that Taco Bell's yeah. Seventh Street, this was on Third Street, or whatever. And I'm like, why do you need two Taco Bells four streets away from each other? But that's right. right. But, it's College Town. It's College Town. So, yeah, but you know. if that's true, like, man, what a yeah. nice little jab, <laughs> little Easter egg, little Easter egg yeah, there. Yeah. Um. Uh, that is one thing my cousin's husband said is he was amazed at how IE turns against their own so quickly. He said there was a lot of people yelling and chanting at Mike Woodson in the game the other day. Really? Which, yeah. I mean, like, he's, he deserves some heat for sure. He does, um, but. Yeah, and especially in, like, today's era of, like, you know, you can turn around a team in the in an offseason, especially a place like Indiana who's got, as they've, as they've described themselves, as having a bottomless war chest of NIL funds. Well, I guess when you have Mark Cuban as you know and Ken Dunn as your sugar daddies, it, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this roster is just a weird roster. Um, yeah, a lot of they didn't go get a guard, they tried, but they struck out. 
Yeah, and then like some people think that you know Mbaka was probably a better four stretch four, but you can't play by the four because that's where Renew plays, and you can't play Renew at the five because that's where Ware plays. So it's just like just a weird, yeah, just a weird roster. You wonder, you know, who you know, you would think like Ware and Mbaka were both gone after this year. You think I don't know, I mean, especially if, if things go really south, like they could just be like screw it, going going to the league or whatever. Um, I think Gabe Cups is pretty good, but he's just he's a freshman. Um, mm. Even though Indiana fans said that he was Braden Smith, but way better. Um, it's oh, fine. I said CJ um, Guns, Ivy with, Ivy a, with shot. a jump shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's working out. Um, yeah, it's just like he obviously deserves some heat. You know, again, I, all off season, you know, I, I, I follow recruiting even from a nationals perspective. I follow recruiting pretty closely, and you know, I would always see you know these top guys. You know, consider Indiana in their top schools or whatever. Which you know we're not used. We're not. It's we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I always see the fans, you know, in the comments of like, you know, he's got to come to Indiana because Mike Woodson runs a pro style NBA style offense from his NBA days. Like, he's it's what the kids want to run a run. It's like, if that's an NBA offense, there's a reason I don't watch the NBA because that offense sucks. <laughs> like, he wasn't even a good NBA coach. No, that's he was, he was average. He was yeah. not on any other college team's radar. No. And I saw, I was reading something. I was on on three, like, you know, someone was, you know, it was like there was a rundown of like certain players and what they were considering. And they called him a Hall of Fame coach. I'm like, what Hall of Fame is he in? Maybe the Indiana not, basketball not, of fame, but like he's it's not like he's in the Naismith. He's not he's not in the you know no. pro no. basketball of fame. It's like well, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, you know, like no. where Izzo's in the Hall of Fame, which I totally get that. But um, well, Dockage was saying on his show the other day, and take it for what's worth, Dan Dockage. He doesn't like Mike Woodson, so yeah. he was saying Woodson owns like one third of the property in Bloomington. He said he really? owns the lots of the Taco Bell that Mbaku got arrested at. Wow. He said he said Woodson Cheney. He named some other player own a lot of property in Bloomington. Huh. So I remember when he got hired because there was like people was like, oh, he hasn't been in Bloomington. It's like, no, he actually like he lived. I think he lived there in the off season all the time. Right. He just he um, wasn't around the program because he was in the NBA all the time. So right, yeah. Um, yeah, you hear stories of like you know, I saw someone like some IU fans blaming him like, oh, he opted to get knee surgery versus go recruit. Like just shows his care. So it's like that's a, okay. That's stupid. That's like, a health you try, issue. You got to address that when you shut can. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you do have assistants who can go out. Right. And do that yes. Yes. Like that's something I was like, that's stupid. Don't do that. But like, right. he definitely just, yeah. I remember watching the IU Nebraska game and the commentators like, you know, all these, both these two guys, NBA coaches, Hoiberg and Woodson, you know, they're going to run NBA offenses. And I'm like, I'm not even sure Nebraska won an NBA offense, but Indiana's definitely not running an NBA offense. <laughs> yeah. This offense yeah. is hard to watch sometimes. Like, it's very, like, people, like, we, you know, crap on Purdue for being post-centric. Like, they, Indiana gets the most points in the paint or from their post-touches, like, out of any team in the Big Ten. Um, so don't give me this crap about NBA offense yeah. and all that It's crap. like John Shoup running the NFL offense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting to see the people, like, turning on them already. Oh, um, yeah. They, they, it's – it's still living in the past. And, and, oh, yeah. and, and when you have that much success in the past, that's what you're going to do. You're always mm-hmm. going to teach kids, you know, about it and everything, yada, yada. And I don't think kids care as much anymore as they used I mean, to. I, I had a rep, it didn't work for me anymore, but I had a rep who was like, like graduated in May from IU. The Nebraska game happened. And I remember I asked him, like, because he's a huge basketball player. He played basketball. He mm-hmm. actually played, um, he's from the North. He actually played against Jaden Ivey in high school. Like, like he loves basketball. Loves the NBA and all that kind of stuff, and obviously being at IU, it's a basketball school. Um, the Nebraska game happened before they lost in Nebraska. And the next day, I was like, "Oh, what happened to your Hoosier?" And he's like, oh, "I didn't watch it." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah. So you guys well, I, watch it. I think it's you know, I mean, they've made the tournament the last two years. I think 
you know, everybody should want their team to win national championship, make final fours, but I think their standards are just too high. Mm-hmm. They literally act like it's still the eighties and the nineties when Indiana was a really good, I mean, Indiana hasn't been a consistently good program mm-hmm. since the mid nineties. I mean, even late in yeah. the night days, they weren't that great. I mean, they were yeah. making tournaments, but they weren't doing much. Um, and they made the championship in 02 and they yeah. had good teams with Zeller and all Depot, but they couldn't get past sweet 16. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're right there, you know, so I can't say yep. too much, but it's just, and, <coughs> and in today's college landscape, sometimes you just gotta, as a fan, gotta kind of lower your expectations a little bit yep. and maybe you'll enjoy things more, but they just, they won't, they won't there. No. I mean, it's, it's Notre Dame, it's Notre Dame. Like it's, they haven't yep. won national championships, 88. They've been to college football playoff since been to a national championship. One still BCS two thousand twelve cents, but they'll never, they'll never lower their expectations either. No, um, but they also get to pick their schedule. So. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know. It's interesting. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's always interesting to see kind of where the two programs, and it, it's oh, yeah. funny when you like, when you see like Indiana fans, you know, on message boards or on Twitter, like, you know, Saying like you know, Purdue's playing the way that we should be playing, or how we used They've to play. They've said that which, so which, many times, which, which, makes, which makes sense because Painter was a you know was a huge Indiana fan growing up and right. a huge Knight fan, so like it's no surprise that he takes a lot of you know that. Well, type he learned of stuff, from Katie. But, Katie's teams right. played hard. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's, it's culture, man. That it's when, culture. Yeah. And, and Purdue's fourteen and four in the last decade against Indiana. It's so. wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've talked way more on this podcast about Purdue wins over Indiana than we have vice versa. Yeah, just so. thinking. I was like, because obviously the last couple of years it's been. I think it's ever since nineteen uh, or eighteen. Yeah, nineteen. It was a Carson Edwards year. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it always used to be like we played at Purdue first and Indiana second. But then ever since nineteen, like nineteen, we played That's at Purdue rich. first because because that was the year that it was a Romeo Langford year. You know, Purdue was was struggling off the start. Indiana came into Mackey ranked. Purdue was not ranked, and Purdue just took it to them. And Romeo had like two points. Um, yes. Then obviously the, the game in. Assembly Hall was the Matt Harms tip when it was like 48, 48 46. 46. God. That was just ugly. Yeah. Carson was like five for a thousand from the <laughs> from the field. Um, um, but ever since then, it's always been like, because I was always yeah. like, you know, because I always hate because it's like, guys, like, oh, God, if we lost the game at home, like, if we lose, if we lose the second game, like, it's, it's, you got to wait a whole right. year before all right. that. But ever since then, it's like, it's always, because every time the schedule comes out, I'm like, God, I hope we play at IU first. So I hope we play at IU mm-hmm. so we can have this, you know, because even then, like, the last couple of years, like, the IU game is always like one of the last games of the season, if not the last, like it was two years ago. So that was just interesting right. how they, how they did it. It is. It is. It is. So, but, uh, but uh, yeah, Saturday's games at two o'clock on the road. It's a weird time, but uh, mm. it's never a weird time to uh, figure out uh, to incorporate some mad mushroom in your lunch plans. And uh, I would definitely be doing that if I was closer to Lafayette, but I'm not, unfortunately. But um, Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom. Serving Boilermakers since 1993, Mad Mushroom is located in Hard West Lafayette and is known as the home of the original cheese stick. Whenever I visit, Andrew visits. Evan visits. We like to sit down and have an ice cold beer by trying out their latest pizza of the month, which the pizza of the month for January is Rage Against the Resolutions. It's topped with ham, deli, and cup and char pepperoni, salami, onions, pepada, peppers, and mozzarella cheese finished with a Parmesan and Romano cheese blend and an Italian aioli starting at $14.00. So next time you're in town, stop in and tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. And any Boiler Breakdown listener or viewer can 
use coupon code BREAK5. That's all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5. Claim their discount online at madmushroom.com. That's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. All right. And, uh, Webby, some exciting news from our other uh, sponsor of this podcast. Yeah. So we got the shop. I'm wearing my shirt from the shop. I don't think Tanner's wearing anything from our sponsor. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm slacking, slacking today. tonight. That's that's Do all. Some laundry. Do some laundry. Do some laundry. You are 100. <laughs> I'm way behind on my laundry. Um, no, the shop's been bringing hometown apparel um, to everybody since 2011. They started in their garage, and now they've they've got themselves two. I mean, wait, wait, nope, not two. We got three. We got three. We got three now. Count it three. Well, soon to be three. Three. Brick and mortar locations. They got one in Broad Ripple. They got one in Carmel. Now they got one coming downtown Indy. So all you Southside Indy people um, have one a little closer to you, so you can get some good merch if you don't want to pay for shipping. Go downtown, check them out. Um, make comfortable shirts. Makes everybody happy. I've got my shirt on. I've got my little cup here with the script Purdue. I on really my need to get drinkware. Um, great for a sixteen ounce can of your. Or I guess it's twelve ounce can of your favorite beverage, whatever it may be. Um, a little bit of bubbly. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> whether you're a Pacer fan, Colts fan, Purdue, Indiana, Butler, uh, DePaul, Wabash, just state of Indiana in general, they got everything for you. Uh, they're constantly coming out with new designs, which is all, which is what I love about them is they're constantly you know doing new things. It's not. Not like the Purdue Nike stuff where we get things for, you know when the season starts and that's it and they gotta wait until the next year. They're constantly coming out with new stuff. It's awesome. Um love love having them on. Um happy to have them on again for the third year. Uh use if you go to their online store, uh you can go to the shop use promo code breakdown for twenty five percent off your first order. Yes. Yes. Valentine's Day is coming up, so maybe you got that up. that big sports fan in your family or in your in your family and your household or significant others. So <laughs> Yeah, perfect gift. All right, Webby. Well, I don't have anything else unless you do. No, so we got, we got two games right before we record our next show. Yeah. Um, Iowa and home against Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I hope Purdue takes care of business against Michigan. And just being at home, curious to see. You know, I'm recent in football. Nine o'clock or on Peacock. Nine o'clock. Yeah, it's a late one. Um, yeah. yeah. My dad's got I tickets. Was, he asked me if I wanted to go, and I, I politely declined because I'm like, Fort Wayne to. Lafayette, I'm not getting home till real. You don't late, know what the weather's so. gonna be like. This weather's been, you know, That's pretty true. crappy here and really yeah. all across the country. Um we I think we need to start on Twitter. You know, we're for a couple of years we were used to well, we were used to the Kirk Barron backside report of who's gonna be the starting pretty quarterback. I think we need to do one for the Michigan sideline report of who's gonna be the head coach for the game. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh it's gonna be is gonna be Martelli, is gonna be Howard. Is Jalen Rose gonna show up and coach the game for some reason? Chris um, Weber, make sure he's Chris got enough Weber. timeouts. <laughs> Let him know. <laughs> Let him know. You only carry three in the second half, Chris. You only carry three in the second <laughs> half. Usually losing the first one. Um, speaking of Michigan, they're down four to Illinois right now. They were down two, right. but Illinois went on a little bit of a run. Uh, three minutes left to go in the first half. Um, hopefully, we're talking another you know a two and zero oh run for Purdue before our next podcast. So, spoiler up: beat the Hawkeyes, yes. beat the Wolverines. Yes, sir. Boil up, hammer down. 